What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Postgame. Me and Ethan will start off the show humbly admitting, boy, were we wrong. It was not going to be a bloodbath. It was not a bloodbath at all. I mean, I don't think we were wrong in for thinking that at the time, but mm-hmm. just got to give a shout out to the guys tonight because they definitely proved us wrong on that one. And we're competitive in a game with a team they have no business being competitive with when you consider that the big three of the Spurs right now. Not really, but, you know, just as of right now, Kelvin Johnson, Devin Vassell, and and Jakob Pertl are, you know, if you want to say the best three players on the team, it's definitely those three guys. Uh, most experienced as well, obviously, Devin and Kelvin, super young. But that's besides the point. The point is, those three guys were out, and the Spurs went to the wire, and really, you could argue, should have had the ball uh, on a pot- off a potential push-off <sighs> call earlier in the game, which led to a lob, which would have given them the ball with 114, uh, or excuse me, would have given them the ball when the score was 114 to 113 instead of getting it with 113 to 116, which they still tied it because Jay Rich hit a clutch three. Um, Just a wild game, uh, but this is once again, just kind of ties into the theme of the guys are looking better. Um, (laughs) And our man RR210 already says the referees helped Boston win. Uh, Bobby Mm. February, shout out to you for being in here. Um, But yeah, once again, just ties into the theme of the guys are playing better. Um, Lots of good stuff that you saw. Obviously, it was an L, but when considering it's the best record in the NBA right now and those three guys were out, um, love what you saw from them. Love what you saw from them. Played hard. It was the ultimate team game. We really counted them out. <laughs> me personally said it was going to be a bloodbath. I think that was the first thing I said I when said you asked me too. about today's game. And really, Romeo Langford, Trey Jones, Zach Collins, Josh Richardson, Malachi Branham, Stanley Johnson, they came to play. Jeremy Sohan, too. He had 11 points, six rebounds, three assists. I know he missed the potentially game-tying three late in the game, but it was an open shot. I'm glad he took it. Uh, if it had gone in, we'd be giving him all kinds of roses right now, so I'm not going to criticize him for taking that shot. Um, and maybe if and, we and have a better was... angle on that steal, maybe he's the hero. Exactly. And he played a great game defensively. I thought that these guys came out with a chip on their shoulder. You know, Defensively, we were, we were really playing aggressive. Offensively, we were moving the ball, got back to old-school Spurs basketball. Everyone touched the rock. Zach Collins was physical inside. He got double-teamed. He made the right pass, gave it to the open guy. Romeo Langford was taking it to the basket. And Trey Jones, I felt, kept the guys calm and facilitated the way a natural point guard is supposed to facilitate. He looked like our leader out there, and I felt like the guys responded and rallied around him. And then Jay Rich being the ultimate vet, four from nine for three, instant spark plug, felt like he was trying to get a revenge game on the Celtics because he was very animated, especially late when he hit that game oh, yeah. time. When he hit the game 116, tire. 116. Um, the bench was up. Keldon, Devin, they were they were rallying the bench to kind of clap for our guys and and all that stuff. So I'm not mad at all with this loss. Four-point loss, I'll take it. Against the Boston Celtics, that shows improvement. Yeah. That shows chemistry, and that's what we love to see. And the referee comment, it's just the, the reality of the NBA. It's how it's always been. You have you know, to overcome Superstars it. are going to get the calls, and it's just you got to play through it. We don't have a superstar. We're not going to get any of the calls. So considering all that, I'm extremely extremely happy with how we played tonight yeah absolutely our man adrian c brings up a great point here i was at this game so i can definitely attest to this this was like last year's boston game except last year we came from behind and got the dub that's exactly what it really felt like that like for a second and it was it was super similar also because of the fact that like 
we went down like 110 to like 99 with like about five minutes left. And that's what it was like last yeah. time. It was like, just as you thought, okay, they're going to pull away. It went down to the wire. Spurs weren't able to come out on top this time, but considering the circumstances, um, you know, just a great performance from the guys for sure. The thing that I like the most, sorry to cut you off early no, in the season, good. we got down, what was it? 10 in the first half. We, we were down 10 mm-hmm. going into the second half most of the time early in the season or most young teams in general, they don't mm-hmm. come back from that. You know, the Celtics right. really will, they're, they're, they're contending for a championship this year. They will put their foot mm-hmm. on the gas or on our throats and crush us. And we won't have the mental fortitude to overcome that because of how young we are. We might, mm-hmm. you know, rest on our loyals and just say, all right, let's wrap it up, get down to the next game. They've really fought back the entire time and made it a competitive game in, in the fourth quarter. So, clearly showing some improvements mentally as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got to see KBD. Uh, it was confirmed that it was just a <laughs> yeah. non-COVID illness. And prior to that, he had been roughed up. So that's why he hadn't been playing. He got 22 minutes tonight. Um, yeah. I think he brought some stability, stability to that position. Um, <laughs> Isaiah Roby got one minute tonight, and it was like, I don't, I don't know what we're trying to do with him, but I think KBD, even though he doesn't look crazy on the stat sheet, um, even has a minus eight plus minus still, I think him just knowing where to go, not doing anything stupid and it had a steal and a block tonight as well. Um, I think he was key. It was good to see him back out there. Stanley Johnson looked good shot kind of fell off later in the game, but still had 10 points four rebounds two assists, um, hit some clutch mid range buckets too. Um, obviously Jay rich and Romeo for me though, just this game was awesome to see them you know, kind of just do that against the Celtics. Obviously didn't get the win and, you know, it, it, I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. I don't know. It it was their former team kind of got to prove them wrong a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I think that that was a trade that was just good for both teams. Like that trade made both teams better. So at the end of the day, obviously I'm like, I'm happy we have them. And I totally see why the Celtics did what they did, but it was still nice to see Romeo have that type of game, especially Jay rich too, you know, cause like I, I alluded to it in the episode we did last night, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of crap thrown around in Boston, especially when you have a team that has as high expectations as this um, to see them just make some plays and both have really solid games against the, their old team um, was great to see too. And you can tell the guys love to see that too. From the get go, it was like, we're going to have Romeo and Jay rich. We're going to make them, you know, the the two guys who take the most shots other than Trey, they were the two guys who had the most shots tonight. So um, just kind of love to see that for them. Um, Some other things that I'm trying to think of, Malachi, he got stuffed by Robert Williams, but other than that, had a really solid game. Twice. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's just, that kind of ties in with his release and like his arc and everything. Um, so that's still kind of same thing there for him. The biggest mm-hmm. thing though, this is what I was remembering and I couldn't think of is Zach Collins. 18, 12, and 5 tonight. Um, I've seen his passing ability, you know, over this little stretch where he's, you know, really started playing more physical and, and has kind of started to look like, you know, a little bit more reminiscent of the things that we saw in Portland. Um, he's just continuing to develop. And that's why this contract with him is so awesome. Um, and, you know, even at the beginning of the year, me and you were both giving him a little bit of crack. That's like, ah, is he, you know, in the future, is he even going to be able to find a roster spot if he keeps getting bullied like this? Um, but it feels like to me, just with how long he was out for like two years or whatever, um, it, it it feels like now he's he's finally getting comfortable again out there. What are your, kind of your thoughts on Zach? That's most definite. He's finally 
at least physically able to to, to bang mm-hmm. down low with these guys and feel comfortable on that leg. I think that is apparent. But the thing that's really changed things around for Zach in my eyes is clearly the coaching staff has given him an elevated role. Or maybe it's not even that. Maybe they're just telling him to to look for his shot more. And that's opened up his entire game. Because early in the season and in, in the end of the season last year, he was really just mm-hmm. getting the ball at that elbow area, high post, and just kind of dribble handoff, dribble handoff, dribble handoff, set some nice screens, mm-hmm. roll to the rim, but that's about it. And Zach Collins, you know, when he, when we signed him, the scouting report on Zach Collins was so much different than that. He wasn't just a, a, a pick and roll guy. He was a guy you give the ball down low to, let him go to work, look for his own shot, and then that opens up the rest of his game. He's able to pass out of the post. He's able, the yeah. high post, he's good there as well, but he has a face-up jumper, um, there's so much more to his game that had not been unlocked. Right. So with that mental change, he seems to be stronger inside. He seems to be attacking the glass more, attacking the boards, and doing all those little things just a little bit better. Because when you find when you get your, you know, I can't speak personally because I didn't play competitively, but from what I understand, <laughs> some guys offensively they have to get going in order for the rest of their game to be unlocked. So now that he is unlocking the rest of his offensive game, he seems to be playing better on both sides of the ball and more comfortable, you know, down low with these guys that are so physically imposing. Um, it, I don't want to compare him to this guy, but they went to the same school, so I'm going to. Sabonis and he have very similar yeah. games, approaches. I thought for a Sabonis, second you were going to say Chet. <laughs> no, 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 not Chet at all. Sabonis is is clearly a better player and an all-star and does it on a more consistent basis, but Zach Collins needs to be in a similar role to be effective. And to me, they played the same role at Gonzaga. Exactly. Exactly. And and they have the same skill set. So put him in that same position. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. As far as responsibilities, and he's going to flourish. And I think that's what we're finally seeing from him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I get exactly what you're saying there you're not seeing Sabonis it's just that's how they kind of I mean you even saw obviously Chet is a little bit of different of a prospect um but yeah. that's how Gonzaga they like to have face-up bigs they like to have you know bigs who can pass they like to have you know all those skills it's there and who can stretch the floor right right multifaceted exactly so um it's still only 24 um and, you know, if he keeps developing and, and keeps getting better, which it seems like a lot of these guys are like this year, the Spurs development staff has you know, just once again showed what they're doing. I mean, obviously, the record isn't, you know, amazing. It's not development in that way. It's if you're watching the games, you know, you're going to see it. And that's what Sean and, and uh, Dan Weiss were talking about today on the broadcast. Sean was like, this was the point of this season. You want to see the rookies in game one and two and then see them in game 40. You know, and and not even just rookies, just young guys, right? And so, you know, I, I'm echoing some stuff I've already said on today's show, but the thing is, like, this game against this team, and I know that they've had some, they've been exposed a little bit before, you know, against the Thunder, like we talked about on last night's post game, but still, um, 
this just kind of ties into everything that we've been saying and the positive trends that that we've been seeing over this last little stretch. I just, I just can't wait to see what we look like at the end of the year. Yeah, and maybe this this long stretch of games where we're playing really really good teams. Maybe yeah. these games will be a lot more competitive than we thought. Uh, I'm not. I don't think we're going to win any of them, for the record. Yeah, let me, let me put that straight. But I don't know if there'll be bloodbaths like we initially thought, right. just because of how competitive everyone's playing. And from game to game, they're showing us something new that we hadn't seen. Yep. Last game, you mentioned it in the in the in the live. Like we we're able because we played the Pistons. Guys were showing us stuff in their bag that we didn't know they had. So that's bound to continue happening, especially if Devin. And Devin's out till they all start break at least. And I don't right. know when Keldon is set to return or Jakob either. I don't know if that was just a rest thing for them, but if that, if they continue to sit out, uh, Bassey might go for 20 next year. Like who knows? <laughs> it, it, right. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. Another takeaway from this one, you know, we were talking about how last night Trey Jones kind of had to completely abandon the facilitator role and just go get buckets to get the win. Um, Mm. tonight, you know, you mentioned he kind of did a little bit of both, took the most shots Mm -hmm. on the team, you know, was tied as being the leading scorer and facilitated as well. And he's been getting some boards as well. I mean, not like he's, you know, beating out, but he's beating out other guards on these boards, but for his size, you know, you love to see that over the past couple games as well. Defensively, he was a bulldog tonight, dude. He looked like prime Houston Rockets, Pat Bev a little bit, the way he was getting up into Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White swiping at that ball poking it out at half court i saw that comment that's that's so true yeah but i'm really enjoying what i'm seeing from him in these past two games in a slightly elevated Mm -hmm. role he's been doing it all year but now he's just getting more shots and being able to show a little more of what he has that floater man that floater's getting deadly it looks smoother it doesn't have a hitch in it It, he's he's got a nice release what are you gonna say i was just gonna say i mean he got it off the glass but do you remember earlier in the season we were talking about the inconsistency there that was yeah, like one of the criticisms we had early in the year. So love to see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say something else, but I forgot what I was. Gonna, oh, I think he only had three points in the first half, by the way. So he turned it on in that second half. He had 15. So and he, I think he only had like three shots in that first half as well. So he clearly understood it's my time to turn this on and bring this team around. Another great aspect of Trey Jones game as a leader and uh, uh, off on off and on the floor. Just another thing I've been thinking about a little bit more deeply, and Adrian just commented it, talking about Sohan. Um, every time I watch Sohan, like I know he's had some rough games recently, but tonight I feel like was a little bit of a bounce back, um, especially, you know, when he had a lot. I mean, he got beat a couple times, but everybody's going to get beat a couple times by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, um, yeah. especially when you're a 19-year-old rookie. Um, but, you know, he was able to get some stops against them and some one-on-one possession. He, you know, had that same kind of thing where he doesn't back down from the challenge. It's like he wants to go up against these guys when he has the opportunity. And, you know, not a lot of, I mean, obviously, well, a top, most top 10 picks are going to do that. But still, that's showing that he's doing what he's supposed to do. You love that about his personality. Um, but the other thing is just, I feel like I see little intricacies. Like he's, he's got skills everywhere. He's got some skills in the yeah. perimeter, handling the ball. Obviously, the jumper still needs some work, but it's enough to where he's still going to get some to go in every couple games. We had one tonight. Um, you know, he's got the post game, you know, and, and not all of them are fully developed, but it's like, and this is where, when we were talking about this before the season, and I know a lot of people are going to think this is crazy when I say this, and I'll say it again, but he has kind of like... <sighs> 
I'm not saying he's going to be Giannis, but in the sense that Giannis had kind of skills everywhere and then eventually they just all continued to develop. I'm just saying, you know, that there's a reason that the Spurs picked him as high as he did. Once again, I'm not saying he's going to be Giannis and I don't think he will be Giannis for the record. Yeah. But I think that he can develop like he's going to have when he's at his peak and fully developed, he's going to have skills everywhere. He's going to be probably be a pretty solid shooter. Nothing crazy. But like I think that the Spurs shooting staff, especially this season with Chip leaving and you're still seeing improvements in guys, um, they've proven that they have a you know track record of fixing guys jumpers, whether it be Kawhi, whoever. Right. Um, Trey Jones got better this season. I think next year he'll have another jump. Um, and then of course, just the development everywhere else. Like he's just got skills everywhere. I'm, I'm kind of saying this in a long ranted way here, but I think you get what I'm saying in the fact that he's got the skills, you know, to switch everywhere defensively. That's, that's already pretty solid, but offensively he's just, there's little nicks and mm. crannies. If you watch every game of, of good things that he does. Um, and it, yeah. and a lot of it goes into what Adrian said earlier. It comes from his basketball IQ. He's just smart, knows when to make good passes, um, you know, there's going to be turnovers here and there because he's going to get pickpocketed and there's just, he's a 19 year old rookie. So that's going to happen, but there's so much potential like inside and outside for him. For sure. From game to game, he shows you glimpses of things that he's been working on. And when he does, like I told like early in the season when he was having a tough Very time true scoring, miles. he'd go into the post every once in a while and he'd be like, where did this come from? Like all of a sudden he was making hook shots or he had a couple, one right. game or two where he was hitting fadeaway jumpers like Kobe Bryant with nice footwork. You're like, where, where did this come from? And he doesn't do it every time, but it's just these little glimpses into his future that get us all excited as Spurs fans. And I've been watching 2011 to 15 um, San Antonio Spurs games on YouTube, just mm-hmm. old ones against random opponents, whatever's available. And rookie and sophomore year Kawhi Leonard. I don't want to compare him to Kawhi because I think they're slightly different. I know they're great defenders, and that was I, their big. I've said point. this before, and this was on Twitter around when he was drafted. But Kawhi Leonard, had he not been on a loaded team with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, he might have looked a little more like Jeremy Sohan as a rookie and a sophomore because he really only got wide open shots. Right, and I think they're averaging similar numbers uh, as far as the last few stretches. I know Kawhi probably averaged more points at first, but this might be a the last stretch than, than where he's averaging like eleven or twelve. Uh, I think Sohan. Yes, that's similar to Kawhi. Yes, Ka- Kawhi had a slight post game. If you watch him, he had, he, he could uh-huh. post up, but his his jumper was a little inconsistent, like Sohan. And they have similar forms. They used to both shoot kind of one arm. I'm hearing really everything you're saying. It's just a flick, not really. Yeah, and it, it's. It's eerily similar. Um, the only difference I would say a Kawhi is a much better rebounder and slightly more athletic. Slightly. Just a little bit. Not not much. Sohan has a great leap, but he's not as quick, I would say, as, as Kawhi Leonard. But then also, another and thing Jeremy's that we have in- personality is way better. Way better. <laughs> Thank you Jeremy. for everything, though, Kawhi. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I loved you yeah, so absolutely. much once upon a time. Oh, rip. Still rip. have a little bit of love in my heart. If I'm being completely honest, that little, it's like the Grinch heart where it's like still beating, but it's still small. It's the same thing. But Jeremy Sohan, because he's so young and he has, you know, all these skills, they're just still underdeveloped. He doesn't play to impose his will on a game yet. He's really Mm -hmm. letting the opponent dictate what he does. He's feeling it. And I'm not mad at it. He's feeling it out. He, I don't, when you watch him, he plays like he's almost doing a walkthrough. 
You know, he doesn't really have like a great, great speed or burst on any of his cuts yet when he has the ball in his hand. I mean, not, not a backdoor cut or anything like that, but just when he puts the ball on the floor, it's like, I don't know. He's I, taking I you know what, what the defense like gives him. Yes. He's going like kind of half speed. He's not forcing anything yeah, yet. I know exactly so what you're saying. Once he figures out how to dictate his physicality on his defender, it's game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be like, we're going to be able to run pick and rolls with him out of the front court, you know, for, with yeah. him as four and then Jakob or Zach or whoever ends up being the center moving forward. Um, there's, I am yeah, so intrigued. He's just got, I'm intrigued by his potential. That's, I guess, the, the I had my whole spiel earlier, but that's like yeah. what I said in a sentence. The thing I love the most, dude, I, I know we're going on a, a long tangent here, but when he gets the ball <laughs> in like the mid-range post, he looks weirdly like that. This is where I want the ball. And it, when he was coming out of college and we drafted him, we both were like, he's not a post-up player, like that he doesn't have that in his yeah. game. But he demands it in the post. He wanted that tonight. Often. It was on Jalen Brown or Tatum, and he was like, I'm going to go in the post right and now, Derek and I'm going to try to bang with this dude. Yeah, he was like going like specifically, yeah. And he's got good footwork. Like, he 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 handles himself well in the post. Well, he just hasn't hit the shots on a consistent basis. The Spurs uh, are going to teach hook, him that. Like, pop and that's what I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so excited about that, because he can also play make out of the post, dude. So, like, apparently, he's going <laughs> to be The middle of the season... Better. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's, it's just so much better. Like you're talking about the and, and I'm excited with you because it's just like that stretch there where we did not win any games. It, and there was just like we did not know what we were doing. That that was really tough there. It was like, wow, like mm-hmm. is this like to any like there was I was questioning a little bit. I was like, man, but now you're seeing and, and I should have just, you know, listened to the, the dudes who like know what they're talking about, like Sean Elliott. Obviously, they're a little bit biased, but like still, you know, like all-star hall of famer nba champ like they know what they're doing especially with the spurs so mm-hmm. you're just seeing it come to fruition yes exactly That's adrian so says true. when you see sohan in person you can see that he's involved in everything the tv doesn't yes. quite capture how much he does so get out to some spurs games my people if you can um and yeah this has been another edition of sspn post game we appreciate y'all hanging out with us we will be back for all three games next week. Hopefully, if we can steal one of these games, man, let's do it in the Alamo Dome. Let's break oh. that record, and let's... Look, they're bad on the road. It's it's probably not going to happen. It's going to be so tough, but, like, if we could win that game, even if we lose the rest, like, that would just... That would be so awesome, and it would be on ESPN. Like, it would just be... It would be so dope if we could pull that one off. I, we got to be in the Fiestas for that one, right? There's no way we're not. We definitely are. I wonder yeah. if uh, what's his name is doing the game, Mark Jackson and uh, Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, I hope they are. And Mike Breen. It's got to be <laughs> those three. I hope they come to oh. San Antonio. They're gonna be like, man, I missed when this place was rocking. I want to hear. I want to hear Mark Jackson. I want to see. I want to see Sohan dunk on a fast break and have Mark Jackson go, "Mama, there goes that." Man. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see them be like, "Wait, these guys are actually kind of good." <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> like please, like he's be like please. wait they got some potential here who's this guy oh, i need <laughs> it need to have all righty well once again we appreciate y'all thanks for coming out and hanging yeah. out with us on this saturday night we will see y'all monday to start off that doubleheader with the grizzlies at least we'll get to see some trey jones tyus jones stuff that should be pretty fun but if you enjoyed today's show and enjoy our content go ahead 
ahead and hit that button and subscribe below. If you're listening on podcast, go ahead and leave us a five-star review and subscribe there. And to stay updated with the show, follow us on Twitter. If you want to watch, you can watch at SSPN on YT. And then to stay updated with Showtimes, all that good stuff, at Jude McLaren, at Ethan underscore Quintero. And you can also turn on that notification bell on YouTube. We'll appreciate, or excuse me, we appreciate y'all, and we'll catch y'all in the next one.